check, check. Mic check. Moto 60 show presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data on PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mattis. Welcome, everybody. The Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by Get Pro Taper and Maxis. It's noon Pacific. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Appreciate it. Muddy Creek uh, this weekend. And uh, round five of the Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships coming up this weekend. We're starting to see some patterns here, people. We're starting to see some stuff uh, sort of uh, be normalized. Aaron Plessinger, Jeremy Martin are good and going to fight for this title, along with a dash of Amart and maybe uh, Justin Cooper. And uh, Eli Tomac. Four for four. Marvin Muskan, Ken Roxon will be up there as well, and things are normalizing a bit. So let's talk about it. 702-586-7857. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. We are giving away a Fly Racing Revel chest protector today. We are going to give away a set of uh, MXST tires, courtesy of the folks at Maxis. We are also going to give away two pairs of tickets for Southwick. Uh, not this weekend. Next weekend is the legendary Southwick, and we are going to give away... Two pairs of tickets from the folks of at Maxis as well. So, uh, looking forward to uh, talking to you people about some uh, motocross here. And uh, let's call in. Maybe you'll win. Maybe you will be the lucky winner here. Uh, thanks to uh, FlyRacing.com. Please check them out on the web. Uh, Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, just some of the guys that wear um, uh, Fly Racing. And please check them out on the web. They got much more than just moto gear. They got watercraft stuff. They got mountain bike stuff. They have a lot of line of hard parts as well. Uh, so it's fantastic to uh, to have those guys on board. And uh, please check them out on uh, on the internet. They um they got a lot of stuff, man. And and we thank those guys also too. Get there is one solution to improve your bike's performance. Get. Get Git with the brand new Get engine control units for two and four stroke off road bikes. You'll feel like riding a totally different bike. Improved rideability, maximized performance, improved throttle response. What are you waiting for? GetData.it. Also, two Maxis tires, MXST tire. Great success this past weekend in Mammoth with Jeremy McGrath. Uh, Maxis tires from your truck to your trailer to your uh, mountain bike to your dirt bike. Maxis tires has what you need to grab the whole shot and, uh, you know, Kill it basically each and every uh, each and every time with Maxis tires. We thank those guys as well. And Pro Taper, JGR Suzuki, Geico Honda or uh, Geico Honda, JGR Suzuki, Rockstar Husky, all using uh, Pro Taper. ProTaper.com drive and com- control components are fantastic, and uh, we thank those guys as well for coming on board. Uh, they got a whole Pro Taper line of sport 
Sportipers Sport Line that uh, check it out. It's a little more uh, of good stuff for you budget conscious people. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis. Jason Thomas and Zach Osborne will be on the show. Zacho is rehabbing uh, his shoulder, so he will be um, uh, kind of just an observer this summer. And we'll talk to him about the Husqvarna launch as well. Uh, with me taking your calls, holding things down over there. Not playing Pulp Mix Fantasy anymore. The Tits Legendary Tits, what's up? You know how much stress is relieved from my life by not having to worry about whether my picks were in or whether or not I yeah. had to change a pick and life is, stuff life like is that. Life is easy. You know who else says that is, uh, look, Pulp Mix Fantasy should be the number one website for everybody, but it's a lot of fun. But yes, Wygant is the same way. Wygant does <laughs> not play fantasy anymore, and he yep. says it, it has relieved some you know, of pressure on his life. Uh-huh. So, Like he... Uh, has tried it before and then has since sworn off of it, or is he just assuming that it's relieving a lot of stress from his life? No, he used to do it, and now he oh, does he it. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't so, know that. Uh, we're giving away a Fly Racing Revel chest protector. Yes. Can be worn over or under the jersey. Over or under, depending on your preference. Um, and uh, we are giving away a set of Max MXST tires today. Can I win that? No. No. No, I can just get you a set, though. Oh, okay. Is, I mean, Sweet. is that... That's, I guess that's for good. all your dirt bike riding that you do, <laughs> I actually do ride. You, we you got you that? some Schmichelins. I know. And did you ever use them? Yeah. In oh. fact, the last set is on there right now, and they're about half worn. So oh. I've I've been. I didn't know this happened. This dirt yeah, bike riding I happened. Actually, I ride dirt bikes and mountain bikes, and I've got some Maxxes already for my mountain bike, and I love them. Yeah. This is all you. All you really. I live for free stuff. Yeah, that, that's all you really do this show for. It's all what you do for all of this is just free and stuff. And I like seeing your face. The money is secondary. You're seeing your face in the free stuff. Ridiculous. Uh, 702-586-7857. Please give us a call. Jason Thomas and Zach Osborne are going to be on. And, uh, yeah, call in. Talk to Tits Legendary if you want. Uh, lots to talk about when it comes to this series. And uh, we got some guys coming back this weekend. Uh, Jimmy Dakotas is here. Uh, Going to be Muddy Creek riding for JGR Suzuki. So that's interesting. Ryan Sipes is lining up with his Maxxis tires on a Husqvarna 125 in the 250D four-stroke class. Sounds like it's going to turn out really well. Yeah, that's going to go great. Sipes is a great rider, but uh, that class is deep and fast, and uh, it, it could be tough. Uh, also, too, Jacob Hayes is riding a 450 Yamaha, so that will be interesting to see how he can do. The class isn't the deepest, as we've chronicled, um, but, uh, yeah, it, uh, it'll it be interesting to um, to see how he uh, does that. Uh, it's he's riding for a ride next year. He really wants to ride. Uh, obviously, no arena cross. He really wants to ride supercross and motocross next year. He tried to work a deal with Star Racing earlier this year, so he is motivated to uh, to really get some good results. So that'll be interesting to see how that works for him. Jacob Hayes will be on a Yamaha, and uh, I'm interested to see uh, exactly how Jimmy D is going to do. Uh, Jimmy D's never really had a full shot at outdoors the geico guys kind of gave him a shot here and there uh it was never a full thing i don't believe but now he is on a team that uh, has said hey you're on this outdoor all year and uh we'll see how he can do dakotas is uh he definitely wants to get a race in before southwick he's a local ripper uh so southwick is his big uh race for him but he's going to get one under his belt before southwick which will be muddy creek and um yeah, it'll be looking forward to seeing how he can do on the uh, on the JGR Suzuki team. Of course, Enzo Lopes, the team's other 250 rider, has a broken collarbone. He will miss a few races, so the team will uh, look forward to uh, having a 250 under their tent uh, with with Dakotas. And to talk about that and much more, as well as give away some stuff and everything else, is uh, from Fly Racing. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? Not too bad. 
What's happening in Vegas? Uh, it's hot. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's hot, and uh, you know I want to get out dirt bike riding here in my fly racing gear, but it's hot, and so I mm. need to plan this day out accordingly. I'll be there soon, so I'll be in the heat. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it it'll be interesting to see um, how much dirt bike riding I can get in in this heat because I you know normally just got a bike last fall and it was fun and I was enjoying it, but man, it's balls hot here. So yeah, you gotta you gotta go super early. Yep, yep. Um, all right, okay. So let's let's talk a little bit. So uh, Jimmy Dakotas, like I said, making a return for JGR Suzuki. He's never had great outdoor results. He got a podium in Supercross earlier this year. Where's he at to start? Do you think? Uh, Muddy Creek, I would think. Yeah. Thanks. No, I would, you were asking where is where yeah, is that? Thanks. Um, I think, uh, yeah, the way the class is right now, you know, it's it's obviously deeper than the 450 classes, but um, there's there are opportunities. You know, uh, Ferrandis came back and went, you know, eight three, which is pretty strong. I, I think Ferrandis is a little bit of a better rider than Jimmy D. Yeah. But uh, you know, just right off the top of my head, I would say if you can be two consistent motos to build from inside the top 15, I feel like that's pretty good. Inside the top 15? Yeah, I would agree. It's a deep class. He's never been great um, outdoors, you know? Yeah, it's been a struggle, which you would you would not think that's the case because you watch his Instagram videos and you watch him run, and you're like, damn, this, this guy can go fast. But then you look at the results sheet and, and it doesn't really match up. Yeah. Um, and Jacob Hayes is coming in, Muddy Creek. Uh, he's motivated. He wants to ride. He hasn't ridden outdoors for a long time. Where's Jacob Hayes going to go in the 450 class on a Yamaha? Well, you know, if, if he's in shape, which I, I don't know that he hasn't raced a national in five years, so or four years, five years, whatever it is, uh, that's always the first question. It's going to be really hot if it's not raining in Muddy Creek. So you've got to worry about the fitness because it doesn't really matter how fast it can go, which I think he will be pretty fast. Um, but just knowing the field, and, and I'm going to assume he's in shape or else why would you do it, uh, I think, you know, top 15, again, is is very achievable and maybe higher because we've seen guys like Dylan Merriam, um, you know, A-Ray, um, Cody Cooper. You know, those guys are bouncing in and out of the top 10 consistently. So you've got to think he, he has the potential to be in there with those guys. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, anything catch your eye um, this weekend at this weekend at High Point? I think Justin Hill was pretty impressive. I think the only guy that could have really beat him um, that didn't it was Blake Baggett. But other than that, like I think he's better than Phil, or he's right around Phil. I think he's right around Weston Pike, which is six, seven, eight. Like he should end up there the rest of the year. Yeah, I think what we saw was pretty indicative of what we will see. You know, I think fourth may have been a little bit of an outlier because, you know, Baggett went down and, and uh, Roxon went down. So there, there were some uh, mitigating circumstances there. But to think he's not going to be five, six, seven the rest of the way I think would be a bit silly. Um, for whatever reason, he wasn't driving with the 250, whether it was, you know, his own motivation or the bike was, you know, off the mark as far as competitiveness. Whatever it was, uh, the 450 just works for him. And we've seen that all year long, really, with him. And uh, I think this is where he wants to be, and he's actually happy to be racing, you know, out there now on the 450, which sometimes can be the the difference, whether they actually want to be out there or not. Yeah, yeah, it's... uh... A weird world where we live in, but uh, that can happen. Uh, Muddy Creek this weekend. Will Eli Tomac's overall streak continue? Will he be five for five? I think so. Um, you know, Marvin rode incredibly well, but that track was very well suited for Marvin. Uh, you had to be really precise and choose good lines, and it, it wasn't a track that you could override by any means. So that all spells Marvin, you know, all the off-cambers and uh, just weird angles. 
I don't think Muddy Creek is that exact type of animal. Um, it's a little bit more flat. You know, there are hills on it, but the corners are flatter um, at Muddy Creek. There, there are some off-cameras. I shouldn't say that completely, but to me, I just feel like you can be much more aggressive at Muddy Creek than you can at Mount Morris. And um, so, yeah, even if Marvin steals a win or Kenny steals a win, I think Eli, uh, with the way the field is, you know, he's proven even with a bad start, he can get to the front really quickly. Uh, just big, and I think part of that, like I said, part of that is just due to a not very deep field. So he's kind of blowing past people, like we saw Blake Baggett able to do in the first moto last weekend. What do you make of Kenny changing from Showa to KYB after his best national of the year at Lakewood, and then uh, putting the KYB stuff on? Well, it's just a comfort thing, you know. I, <clears throat> he's not winning, so I'm sure he's still looking to be better. Um, you know, I, I'm sure there there are Honda guys and suspension techs that are looking at it and saying, "Hey, man, we're we're going pretty fast here and doing pretty good." But at the end of the day, I'm sure both suspension systems are very capable. And if Kenny feels more comfortable on one than the other, then so be it. You know, if he continues to go backwards, you know, he was seven three uh, in Mount Morris. If that doesn't improve or he's not in the battle like he was early in the races, then maybe they re-examine that. But to me, it's more about what the rider's comfortable because, as you always say, you know, equipment at this level is, is really good. Yeah, no, I agree. I just thought it was weird because Lakewood was such a good race for him. It was his best one of the year. You know, he really had something to build on. He led both Yeah, motos, I so. think he's, you know, he wants to win. So if he feels like, hey, I'm, I'm at I'm going as fast as I feel like I can go, and if there's something that could maybe maybe allow him to go faster, that's something I've seen happen where it's like, yeah, maybe it's not as good right this second, but the ceiling is higher where I'm already – I feel like I'm already maxed out at this setting. Um, sometimes it can be the case with that stuff. Fly Racing, uh, Moto 60 Show, presented by Get, Pro Taper, and Maxis, all on board uh, with us, as are you, 702-586-7857, uh, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Uh, these guys have been great for us, and uh, they got a lot of good products for you out there. Whether you race moto or uh, just a trail ride or drive your UTV or whatever it is, flyracing.com can uh, can help you. Um, uh, JT, so J-Mart's DNF leaves him 20 points down. Um Nothing he can't overcome, though, right? I mean, straight up, J-Mart probably a little faster than AP, uh, if you say overall. But, of, cert- of course, certain tracks or if it, if it rains, I like AP. But 20 points uh, with the with, – with, I, I don't know. I think that uh, AP can't be as consistent as J-Mart. I guess is what I'm getting at. Well, I, yeah, the 20 points, um, not a huge deal. You know, it's not great. You know, nobody wants to have to make up 20 points. But the simple fact is if Jay March the best rider the rest of the way, he's going to win. The points are, you know, with this 250 class, it's, they're kind of all over the place a bit. You know, the, the, there's a lot of parity in the field, which is the opposite of what we see in the 450 class. Um, so yeah, we're, I mean, we're going what round five, uh, there's, there's just so much racing left, you know, it's unfortunate, but, uh, nowhere near pressing a panic button. I think Jeremy knows that if he proves out that he's deserving to be champion, the 20 points won't matter. And do you like him to, to make that up? I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is the best Aaron Plessinger we've seen outdoors. No doubt about that. And he should be commended for that. But at the same time, we have J-Mart, who's a two-time champ. Last year was second in points and, you know, is has been winning races this year again. So just with that history in mind, I feel like J-Mart just has a little bit more in the tank than AP does. And I, I feel like, barring mechanical DNFs, 
uh, AP is going to have a few bad motos ahead where uh, maybe J-Mart you know, will be able to overcome adversity a little bit better. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, Amart will be in the mix. Alex Martin will be in the mix a little bit. but uh, And Forkner, I think, has some better days coming, although he just got his first podium of the year. So, But I, I feel like Alex, Jeremy, and Aaron, with, with Zach's departure, and Zach's going to join us here in about 20 minutes, uh, I feel like those three are a cut above everyone else. Yeah, you know, Amar, I think he can be. Um, you know, I think Forkner is, is improving. You know, he came in not really at 100%. Uh, into the season, so I think he's getting better. We saw, you know, he f- went four two at Mount Morris, so that was obviously a pretty big step forward. Um, so I think there's going to be other guys to get in this mix. I kind of am waiting on Sexton a bit still. I thought he would be better, and we really haven't seen that yet. I think Ferrandis will be firmly in this mix. Uh, I mean, we've only seen one race, and he already landed on the podium in one moto. So I put a few more guys into that top three mix than maybe you do. Um, I think when everybody's at 100% here within the next couple weeks, it's going to be game on uh, for the top five or six, seven spots. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be great racing the rest of the way, as it normally is. This Justin Cooper kid, he he's coming in a little bit like Faulkner did um, a couple years ago. Starts running up front. Yeah, but minus the already. hype. That's the interesting yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's pretty legit, man. Yeah, I mean, Faulkner, you know, if if you'd ever been to an amateur race or ever knew anybody around, you knew Forkner was going to be good. Yeah. It was just that he was like Cincerillo in that aspect where just everybody and anybody knew he was coming. So that hasn't been a surprise. But with Cooper, you know, he obviously went straight to a factory team, so you can't discount that. But, I mean, he got second at Unadilla, and, and it was muddy. So, okay, maybe you write that off as just a you know, one-off deal where there's no way he does that in the dry. But then, you know, he gets hurt at Houston. We don't see him the rest of the spring. And then he comes out, and he's just been on fire. And, you know, he's obviously not scared of the moment. He's he's grabbing great starts, and he's not scared to mix it up with the leaders. He's already won a moto. And that's only, you know, we're four races into the season. So uh, it's been, you know, a huge surprise to me. Uh, I didn't I – I knew he would be good, top ten guy, but not this good. So congrats to him, man. He's He's taken advantage of the opportunity. 702-586-7857. You got a call? A question? Jason Thomas or uh, Zach Osborne coming up. I know we've got a few stream issues going on, so we'll see if people uh, can uh, refresh and, and, and check it out. Um, okay, so uh, back to the 450 class. Uh, Justin Bogle should be back soon, and Justin Hill says on selected rounds only, and I asked him after the race, and he really didn't know what the plan was. Uh, Pike is doing well. Maybe not up as front as he would like, uh, and he's got a hand injury. So, JT, I ask you, do you think, knowing what you know about Weston and fly racing, of course, he wears it, he loves it, does Weston get some work done on his hand? Uh, he's got to have a new deal, JGR is here shortly, and the team goes with Bogle and Hill, or does Weston tough it out and the team goes with three, or does Weston tough it out and Bogle rides and Hill gets put on the sidelines? Yeah, so I mean that's a lot of moving parts, right? I know, but that's of, why you're the expert here. That's why I asked. Yeah, and, and I haven't I haven't spoken to Weston. I wasn't at Mount Morris, um, so I don't know just how bad it is. But Weston's not a guy that usually bows out due to injury. I mean, I can't remember a race where he wasn't suffering from some sort of injury over the last couple of years. I mean, it's literally a triage unit at you know, uh, his semi to just keep him on the dirt bike, you know, whether he's, uh, ghost riding his bike in Atlanta and, you know, there's just always something going on with him. So 
Uh, if he gets his deal signed, yeah, maybe. You know, if it's something where he's going to have to get it operated on to be 100% for 19, then then maybe we see that. Uh, but if if I'm JGR and I'm Suzuki, knowing the lack of Suzukis that are on the track mm-hmm. these days, um, I would try to find a way to have three of them out there, uh, three or more, as many as many guys as I could get out there on 450s. I would I would try to pull that off because it's just you know they need it. There there are virtually no 250s out there. And the 450s aren't that, you know, the, the representation isn't that strong either. So if you could get three or four guys in the top ten, I feel like that would be a huge win for the for the brand. You just feel like you know how important Supercross is and if Weston needs work on his hand or he needs something, you know, like you feel like. Yeah, that changes yeah. that changes yeah. it for sure. Yeah. If if it requires surgery to be 100%, then, yeah, I get it. I mean, you want you want to go into your off-season training ready to, to do work, not have this nagging yep. injury going on. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I just don't know the medical details or where he's at on that to to firmly say. But like I said, if if surgery is required and he knows that, then yeah, I would I would think that would happen sooner than later. Um. So yeah, we're you'd go three guys if you could. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I would go as many as I could get, at barring injury. Right. Right. Just flood them. Um. Yeah. I mean to to put to. have Hill do what he did at High Point. I think the team was hedging its bets a little bit, but now that we've seen it. I would not be surprised to see it make it happen. Like, just you know, they got a they got a guy down in two fifties right now with Lopes. Move that mechanic over. You got a bikes. Bikes and parts aren't really the problem, you know. And and, and go race him. So, well, you got to think. I mean, this is their only real effort, right? You know, the Hep team's not around. Um, yep. Why would you not want to maximize as many good guys as you can? You know, that if it, if it's not a budget thing, and you know you're the only Suzuki real representation, man, you gotta you gotta take advantage of every opportunity you can get. You know, I'd be calling Mookie. I'd be getting everybody I could out there. Uh, Mookie's busy, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Mookie is always too busy for the Nationals. It's coming, yeah. And he says he wants to race them, but I I question that. And he could tell me I'm an idiot and I'm just flat wrong, and that's fine. Yeah. But I would question how much he really wants to race them. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. So uh, Cooper Webb's going to be back soon. Where does he fit into this mix? Well, I think he's going to come back pretty strong because I think he's taking his his time to do that, which is, in my opinion, what he should be doing. Uh, He's in a contract year. I think he's pretty sought after, uh, so it's not like he's fighting for a ride, but there's also he could double his salary or something crazy if he does really well too, right? So um, I think he's doing the right thing. I I would come back when I'm 100% ready and not a second before and then, uh, yeah, I think if that's the case, I think you'll see him battling for podiums. Um, I don't know if he'll come back and win, but, you know, with the way these classes have been, you know, Baggin and Roxon have had good motos and bad motos. Um, you know, Marvin has an off day at Colorado where you're, he goes 4-4 and you're just scratching your head. Uh, so that there are opportunities for Webb to jump in and be on the podium right away, I think. Really, huh? You think so? That much? I think yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think it's a, a lock or yeah. anything, but... Um, with the the level he's capable of, and then just the lack of depth. Yeah. Uh, I don't see a scenario where he goes worse than like five six. Yeah. And no. No. All you need is a couple of things to go your way, and then you're on the podium. I put him right around his teammate Justin Barsha. Yeah, and, and yep. that's the same thing. Yep. Barsha, yep. he's been on the podium, right? Yeah. So yep. I think it's kind of the same. I think they'll be battling, though. You know what I mean? I think that's the level we're at with those two. Yeah. I just I hope that Webb comes in strong. I I just don't think. With his, you know, financially he's doing pretty well, and you know I think most of the chips, uh, as far as the 2019 silly season, are waiting on Webb from from what I know. So he has a lot of leverage. I just, 
man, I would really caution him to come back until he's like almost overly ready. Like you want to come back and not worry about your fitness, not worry about your speed. Like you want to come out guns blazing and, you know, then you create, you know, even more value for yourself and you're not frustrated and you're not rushing anything. So I hope that's, that's what they're doing. Almost like Bogle. A few people, I know JGR is like, uh, Bogle's just going to be, I mean, they're kind of leaving it up to him and, and Bogle is being very ultra careful with this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, no one has said it to me, but I get a sense that they're like, Bogle could be racing, but instead he is really making sure. Uh, yeah, and yeah. and for Bogle, I think it's it's even more important because I don't think Bogle has really any leverage, to be honest. You know, he's yeah. he's been hurt so often, and there are so many free agents out there that he just kind of falls into the mix. And for him, it's so incredibly important to put up good results when he comes back. And he's only going to have, you know, whatever, five, six, seven weekends, whatever, whenever he decides to come back to pull it off. So to come back early and put in bad results early just to, for the sake of being out there, it, does, it doesn't do anyone any good, and it really harms his value. So I would, I would be doing the same thing if I was him. When it was your career when you were racing, did you come back too early sometimes and too late other, and wait other times? Did you try different things? Yeah, I did come back probably too early most in most scenarios. You know, but the the main difference was I needed the money. Like I needed the purse money and contingency money and all these revenue streams to get by. Right? I, I was making the money, making my money off of racing. Right? Yeah, Where yeah, yeah. a guy like Webb, man, he's I'm not. I have no idea how much money he has in the bank, but I know roundabout what his contracts are and financial gain over one weekend or three weekends isn't no, relevant, no, right? No, no, So it's just a different dynamic with that. And, and yeah, I can tell you every single time if I had another month to ride and train, I would have been a lot better. But I, I didn't want to give up three or four weekends of earnings either. So yep. after, after I'd already given up a few months, right, that's yep. the tough part is yep. it's not like, yeah, I could wait another three weeks. You've already been waiting for months and months and months with, for me, like, you know, barely any income or zero at times. So it's just it's tough to, to sit out when you feel like you're kind of ready. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Get Pro Taper and Maxis. Giving away a set of Maxis tires and a uh, Revel chest protector from the folks at Fly, along with two pairs of tickets to Southwick uh, for this weekend. So please uh, hit us up on Twitter and uh, 702-586-7857. Southwick is next weekend. Next weekend. Not Sorry. this weekend. Sorry, tits. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Jonathan, what's happening? How are you? So, um, so my question is, Redbud is probably one of the best tracks in the U.S. Yes. and on the national. Mm-hmm. So, how many MotoGP or MXGP dudes refuse to have to go race Thailand and Mexico and Indonesia after they get to ride yeah. like that track? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, they they good. You know, they have no say in that. They'll go anyways. But you're right. Some of these tracks that MXGP series goes to. They don't. Is it gonna like blow their wigs? How um, much better it is, or do they have like really good tracks? So they like, have some the good tracks. They look pretty good. No, yeah, JT, your track uh, in M- in MXGP looked good. That would look like a fun track. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. You know, I think the only ones where it gets sketchy is like, you know, how is Indonesia going to be? How is you know they're going to uh, Asia and Hong Kong and, and these places? Those are where you know they're <clears throat> like I've been to a race in Tahiti and the track was not good at all. And they had no idea how to make it better. They had no idea what the track was supposed to be like. They it was just was a complete, you know, um, it was just ignorance on their side. And it's not their fault, but they just had never 
seen how a track was supposed to be prepped or built. So uh, those are the ones I would be concerned with. But for the most part, you know, they have they go in and scout these these tracks and they kind of know what they're getting into. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Mexico was Mexico was really bad, right? The riders didn't even want to race. Yeah. So um, yeah. it's always a concern. Qatar isn't great. Thailand's not great. You know, um, Thailand. But yeah, I don't know. Indonesia is going to be brutally hot. Last year it was super muddy, yep. right? So yep. you're always dealing with, um, you know, when you're expanding into these, you know, I don't want to say third world countries, but let's say new markets or emerging markets, you're going to deal with some issues. That's just, that's why they're emerging, right? Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, you got a bike? I do. Do you want a set of Maxxis MXT tires or the Fly Racing Revel chest protector? Your, your pick. No, uh, let me go with the tires. That's awesome, dude. All right, man. Well, thanks to Maxis for that. Stay on hold, and uh, Tits will get your information, all right? Yes, sir. Thanks. Uh, Maxis.com. Please check them out. MSST Tire McGrath. Just uh, use these to uh, hole shot from the outside at Mammoth. You ever been to Mammoth, JT? I've never been there. Me neither. Never I've been never there. been. I hear all about it, but uh, never, never ever been. So uh, thanks to uh, Maxis for that. Flyracing.com as well for that Revel Chess Pro and uh, some tickets courtesy of the folks at Maxis. Uh, Zach Osborne is coming up here shortly, folks. So uh, if anybody listened to the Pulp Mix Fantasy podcast that we did yesterday, and please play every week, we'd, we'd appreciate that. Sign up all year in 2019 as well. But if anybody listened to that, JT, you are not optimistic about Ryan Sipes' uh, chances, even though he's running the new tire for Maxis on his 125. <laughs> you are not not uh, not thinking he's going to do very well. Well, yeah, I know. You're right. I, I'm not. Um, I think he'll qualify. But to me, it's just such a, I don't say a waste of an effort because it's just about fun for him at this point. But you want to talk about being frustrated. I think he's going to be incredibly frustrated. Uh, I think he's going to get passed by riders he's never heard of. He's going to get a horrifically bad start. He's going to mm-hmm. eat roost the entire time. Uh, he's going to not have a way to pass because he's going to get yarded out of every corner. I don't know. It just seems like a really miserable experience yeah, for yeah. me. But I'm with you. I think riding 125s is the funnest thing you can do. If I was going to buy a bike, like this is 100% truth, if I was buying a bike right now, it would be a 125. I just don't have any interest in pounding my head against the wall racing against two VDS. Yeah, exactly what Stank Dog kind of going th- going through last year. Um, it's got well, just- and the different the main difference there is that you know Ryan is used to success, right? He's used to even in his one off races, he gets inside the top ten a lot of times. Like yeah. he's really talented as a motorcycle racer. I just don't think he's going to be able to to replicate that or even come close. You know, he's just. Yeah. Such a disadvantage on 125. <laughs> Bigger disadvantage on 125 versus the 250Fs than the 250 against four strokes, the 450s. The 125s worse. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I mean, yeah. you, I don't know what kind of bike he's riding, but you've got to think a 125, you're, what, high 30s on horsepower at best, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the the good 250Fs now are in the low 50s, 54 horsepower maybe for a yeah. factory one. So you're yeah. you're giving up, no matter what, you're giving up 10 horsepower all day long to most yeah. everybody. Yeah, probably. That's you tough. can you can get a four, depending on different dynos and different numbers, but you can get over 40 on 125 here and there with different dynos and stuff. But what, uh, yeah. It's, so ten, let's say 10 horsepower. Yeah. That's yep. pretty brutal. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, let's go to Craig. Craig's on two. What's up, Craig? How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. How are you? Good. What's your question, man? Hey, on this weekend when I was watching the show at High Point, when Aaron Plessinger came off the track, they were trying to get that microphone in his face so fast that he couldn't even wipe his face off. He couldn't get a drink. He actually looked like he was getting sick. He was spitting all over the stage. (laughs) Why can't they get a minute or two time in there to give them 
a little bit of time to get a little bit settled down from coming straight off a 35-minute moto. Uh, uh, they've given the guy some time. I've seen it. They've, they've. I don't know, maybe for some reason they were running late. Yeah, it was a rush. Could be TV, yeah. Yeah. TV timelines. Um, but I've seen them with live TV give the guys time to cool down. I've seen it. Uh, I didn't notice yeah. it with Aaron. Maybe they were running behind. But uh, normally, Craig, they, they do give them, you know, a couple minutes. Yeah. He he literally got pushed straight up onto the stage and and actually looked like he was getting sick and he he basically walked away from her and got off the stage because he looked yeah. like he was just overwhelmed with heat and you know and he and he's spitting all over the place right on TV. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, yeah, you know, it just it, I was just like, come on, guys! You I think you don't watch to get I, up there. I think you don't watch any of those interviews when I rewatch the race. I just go through the action. Um, yeah, but. Uh, I, I don't know. They must have been late. They had been running late and everything else because normally they do. They do give them. The team comes over, gives them a hat, gives them a water, gives them a cloth with water with, with water on it to wipe their face. I've seen that over yeah. and over and over. So this this week must have been just. Yeah. Uh, hold on a second. It, yeah. It, it seems like it's always the first place guy. They try and get him because they're trying to get the him done. So they've got time for the other two riders after the commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen that yeah. a number of times where they yeah the first place guy comes in there and they're on him. Helmets coming off before right. the bike's even on the stand yeah. or anything like that. So, yeah, they even not show, like whenever the rider comes across the finish line, when he's coming towards the the area, I mean, they're flagging him in and they're like, hurry up. You can just yeah. tell that it's like a, such a rush. Yeah, yeah. And everybody, oh gosh, I mean, and anybody who's raced 30 minutes plus two knows you need a little moment. it's hard work. <laughs> it's hard work. So, uh, yeah. thanks, Craig. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right, man. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I don't know, JT. I think it's just all TV, man. That's what we're doing. We, you know, we used to. If you had a problem on the starting line, you, they used to hold the, the start for like ten minutes sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> and and you know, I'm sure you've heard it, but man, sometimes these the Will, I think is her name that does it on the podium now. They're yelling at her like, "Hurry up, hurry up, get the get it done like right," because they're they're up against you know a hard network out or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. it's yeah. really frantic sometimes. So yeah, no, uh, absolutely, it's uh, it's a different different deal with live TV in our sport. So, um. All right, JT, uh, you weren't at High Point. You were in Italy watching the MXGP series, but uh, Blake Baggett was amazing at High Point, and no one will ever know or care years from now. Yeah. They'll look at his moto scores and just be like, whatever, 5'7". Yeah. But, dude, he was so good, and I imagine he was probably so mad after. But, man, Blake was really good. Yeah, I mean, he was fastest in both qualifying sessions, which, you know, that that, that hasn't happened in a long time for him. Uh, but I, I really felt like it was the first time where we saw the Blake of 2017. Uh, it was the first time this outdoor season we've seen it. So I'm hoping he sticks around, and uh, I'm hoping, you know, he just found something or is feeling better or whatever the case is. But to go out and, and be first both times in qualifying set, and then you just saw how fast he was going through the pack. It was like they were, you know, he's passing amateur guys. So, uh, yeah, I'm just hoping for more of the same. Selfishly, of course, because he wears the, you know, he wears fly racing, and also he's on the team that I, you know, rode for forever. But, just to add some some battles at the front, I, the more guys we can get that are capable of winning, you know that's better for everybody. So I'll take it, whether it's Blake or Barsha or you know Cooper yeah. Webb or whoever. Um, it's just awesome to watch. Yeah, it's uh, he hasn't quite been as good. I, Marvin was really good at, at at High Point, and like you said earlier, he's going to be good at Muddy Creek. Uh, Blake's going to have his hands full a little bit, grabbing a win, I think, before the end of the year. Yeah, but I think if he rides with the confidence the way he is at Mount Morris, um, I think he he can do it. You know, because really in qualifying practice he hasn't really been close. You know, so to, for him to be first both times, 
it shows he's riding better, right? So mm-hmm. yep. um, it's just really that improvement, and then that improvement breeds confidence. And then, you know, we saw what happened last year. If you give him confidence, like he really, he really exudes confidence, uh, maybe even too much for some. So yeah. yep. I just think it's kind of a snowball effect for him, and, and maybe that was the first step at High Point. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll look to see, and it should be interesting. Um, all right, man. Well, hey, thank you for your time today. Appreciate it. Flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. And, uh, and JT, we'll see you Monday night for the Pulp Mech Show here. Okay, guys. See you. Right, thanks. Jason Thomas, everybody, on the uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, presented by Get Pro Taper and, of course, the folks at Maxis. There is only one solution to improve your bike's performance. Get, get, uh, getdata.it. Impossible not to fall in love with Get, as it has always happened, already happened to the, some of the most famous AMA Supercross racers. ProTaper.com, from Bradshaw back in the day to Anderson and Osborne now, ProTaper can be trusted to provide products that continue to set the industry benchmark for others to follow. Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky Worldwide, JGR Suzuki, all using ProTaper. And Maxxis Tires, Maxxis.com, the MXST tire. We're giving that away. It is going to be in dealers uh, very soon and uh, developed by Jeremy McGrath. Uh, from your bike to your truck and almost everything in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the holy, and beating your competition. And uh, Fly Racing, of course, the official gear of this guy on the line right now. He is uh, the defending 250 motocross champion unfortunately uh injury has knocked him out for the year but we're lucky to have him on zach osborne what's up zacko not much man just uh chilling how was the husqvarna intro at the baker's uh, factory going on how, uh, how was it it's been really good um so far su- successful and um now uh tonight we have the the final dinner with the final group um i'm currently at gymnastics practice with my little girl between the the riding portion and the dinner, so I've been mm-hmm. quite uh, quite busy. But um, yeah, it's it's all it's all been really good. How's our own Chris Kiefer doing and looking? Is he in love with the Husqvarna uh, again, like he used to be? He is. He is. He's uh, all all in on it. And um, I think he was really enjoying the the Florida dirt today and uh, just being out of SoCal. I think he was he was pumped. We talked for a long time, and um, he seems to be really enjoying it. I oh, look good. I look forward to a complete uh, report on pulpamex.com. So, um, hey, so surgery on your shoulder. How's that going? How's the rehab going? What 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 are you doing? What's your status status right now? Yeah, so far um it's been a little bit easier than I anticipated. That surgery was successful. Um there was a little bit more damage than they had initially anticipated um from the MRI, so that was a bit of a bummer, but sort of still the same timetable. Um kind of a 3-month feel before my before I can start riding again, mm-hmm. um, can start doing some physical stuff, you know, in the next couple of weeks, but nothing too gnarly. Just, um, yeah, now the the main focus is uh, getting ready for Anaheim and uh, new season. Was it all because of the uh, the crash at Lakewood, or obviously you're, you're a professional motocrosser who who's raced a lot? Was there sort of wear and tear on your shoulder in there at different different spots, and then the, the Lakewood thing fixed it off, finished it off, or did the Lakewood thing cause everything, or how does that go? Um, I pinched my labrum in 2011, um, but that was completely healed. I mean, my shoulder was was totally fine before uh, before the accident. So I guess you know I've I've had damage to it in the past, but um, everything that they fixed was new injury. So yeah. So everything from the first turn crash. Damn. Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a tough go. Um, so uh, how much of your day is rehab and all of that? How, what does it entail for you to do nowadays? Can you bicycle and all that? I can't do anything right now. Um, basically, at this point, um, they're just trying to avoid um, what's called frozen shoulder, which is was uh, pretty common in in this 
type of surgery where your oh really um, basically oh, your your pec just tightens down from um, like lack of use and uh, yeah your shoulder basically freezes up so I'm almost out of the woods on that um, in terms of of getting it so we've just been doing kind of um, passive range of motion and and just like little things to to prevent that but I can start like actual physical therapy at four weeks so another two weeks I can start that and hopefully shortly after I can ride my bicycle and run and do something productive before I lose my mind. Uh, frozen shoulder, jeez. Can you imagine? Yeah. Jeez, huh? I didn't know anything about it. No. Evidently, it's like a legit thing. Wow. Um, hey, so Aaron Plessinger took the number one plate back uh, from Jeremy Martin. Of course, we know G-Mart, J-Mart was on his way to, to winning the overall and uh, and had a bike issue. Break down those two guys for me and their battle the rest of this year because I think A-Mart will get in there and Ferrandis and Forkner, but I really like these two to kind of emerge from your injury to uh, to take your plate away, unfortunately, Zacho. But break yeah. their battle down for me. Uh, I was really surprised at what I saw last weekend with, with Jeremy having a mechanical and, I mean, yeah, that stuff happens. It's, it's really a you know, no one's fault or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just part of it. I mean, they're machines and, and they break. Um, I think, you know, in the long run, Jeremy's won this, this particular title before two times. I think, um, you know, he's probably the the slight favorite at this point, even mm-hmm. though, he's, you know, 20 points down. Yeah. Um, one thing that AP, you know, like he was so um, – open with being tired and hot and all that stuff last weekend, which kind of, to me, was a little bit like, well, you know, calm down a little bit. Don't don't tell anyone. Right, right. Um, but but at least he was honest. I mean, that's that's fair. Um, I think Aaron's riding really well. I think his bike's really fast. And um, he he's able to put himself in, you know, not always hole shots like, like his teammate, but um, always in, like, really good positions to just kind of be there to pounce when he can. Um. Yeah, I'm with you. He did look a little tired, right? He looked a little... Yeah. <laughs> I was a little blown away by that. I'm always, like, telling people, like, don't pour water on me. Don't, you know, we're not going to show up. Even if I'm dying, don't don't look, don't be dramatic about it. <laughs> um, but, but um, yeah, I mean... Look, I, I don't expect you to uh, to delve into this too much or acknowledge it or anything else, but I wrote in my column this week... The star Yamahas, man. Uh, look, Justin Cooper has been pulling holies and leading. Aaron Plessinger's the biggest dude, a bigger dude, and getting off the gate. Dylan Ferrandez comes back. Like, they're good. They're, those Yamahas are really good, man. That's a strong package, and we know in 250s that means that means everything. For sure, the bike's good. You can't take that away from them. They have a nope. a really good overall package. I think, you know, chassis-wise, it's pretty good, and, and engine-wise, it's really good, so... Uh, yeah, like you said, I, I can't really say so much about it because yeah. also, you know, I think there's a lot of other bikes on that same playing field. Um, the KTM and Husky, as as I know uh, personally, the bikes are really good and um, it does some some amazing things. The handling's unreal and mm-hmm. um, it's very adaptable track to track. So I think that that's you know each bike has a strong point and and weak point and um, yeah, but the, the star bikes are really really good. Uh, hey, your two teammates, uh, uh, Josh Bailey and Mike Moseman. Um, Moseman, I've been waiting. He seems like a good kid. I've been waiting for a breakout ride from him. I haven't quite seen it. I put Kentrell in the same kind of category. They turned pro last summer. And uh, Bailey, it's been early still, but I'm waiting on these dudes to, to, to so, show some flash. But talk about them a little bit, uh, what you think of their progress, how they are, what how they are as riders and, and te- being teammates with them. 
Yeah, um, Moseman, his main thing right now is starts. Like, he's really solid over the course of a moto or, or two motos, mm-hmm. and um, he just doesn't quite have that next-level speed to to get a 12th-place start and, like, really make some aggressive moves. Right. Um to, to to get to seventh or fifth, even though he he can he can race there, um, but he, he, yeah, he's just struggling with with getting off the gate. And um, you know, I know from experience, being young, like if you can get in there just a couple times and feel that pace at the beginning for yeah. three or four or five laps, and also how easy it makes it makes your life to get a start and not not be like marred behind 10 guys it's it's crazy so i think for him that you know like you said he's really close to like some really breakout rides but it's just um going to be putting all all of it coming together at the right right time um bailey he's young he's um learning a little bit um the hard way he you know he he was pretty prepared he's really fast in certain situations at the at the track, sometimes he's faster than than all of us. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. But uh, really, huh? Wow. It's gonna take. Yeah, he he's a sand guy though. He's really good in the sand, and um, I think it's gonna take a little bit for him to kind of really adjust to to sort of pro style tracks, if you will, and and just kind of where they are. Um, but he he has a lot of potential. I think he he can be good in the future, and then. Also with Harrison, like Harrison was hurt during Supercross mm-hmm. uh, a little bit, and then again coming into outdoors. So he's just trying to kind of find his feet a little bit. I, yep. I think, um, you know, as you saw, like at Redbud last year, Mitchell's a really, really good rider and has a lot of potential. It's um, kind of one of those things where he just needs to believe in himself and kind of let it come to him. You know, yeah. sometimes I feel like he's really just like he wants it so bad. He's just trying too hard and. You know that that oftentimes counteracts uh, progress. So Do, yeah, I mean they're all developing. You know, it's a it's a long. It can be a long road. It can be a short road. You know, you can be uh, the other end of the spectrum. Justin Cooper coming out first year, winning a moto and all that. But you know, more more often than not, there's um, some build to the whole thing. Yeah, do the, do these kids ask you some questions? I, you know, yeah. look, you're a nice guy, so I imagine you're happy to help out. But on the other hand, you don't want to come to these guys and be like, "Look, this is what you got to do," because that's not really your style. So it's not my style, but also like I know the the kind of pressure they're under, and I can kind of relate to them to that whole thing really well. So I'm not afraid to like this week. I've been at the track every day, and um, you know, I, I know a lot about this bike that they're they're riding and that they're trying to get right for them and so i can make suggestions in a lot of areas um i try not to get too involved on the racing side of things because that's mm-hmm. like each person's own you know uh i don't know yeah. like line of you know how how they how they run their race program or right. their own own deal but um you know with with setup and that kind of stuff and just little things um it, it's easy to point out and and easy for me to see where you know, hey, here's like half a second or, you know, a yeah, second yeah. where, you know, when you get to to the winning level, you're searching for like hundreds and tenths. So right. it's actually quite fun to see them progress. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would like to come to some races and, and help them out, but it's just not quite in the cards yet. Um, maybe maybe in the future and when I'm even older than I am yeah. now. Crazy to think that for you, you'll, you'll never race a 250 again, most likely. I know. You, you are it's, done. It's a bummer. Yeah. 
Um, my my last murder was a, a 20th with one point. <laughs> yeah. But it was a, it was a hard point. It was probably one of the hardest <laughs> points I've ever earned. Yeah, it's a good, um, good point. But yeah, it's, it sucks. Uh, it would have been un, unbelievable to, you know, win the fourth title and go out uh, on top. But hey, it is what it is, and everything happens for a reason. So I'm just gonna take it in stride. Um, try to get some a little bit of a break in and really just yeah. put my head down and try to, to grind um, for next year. And, you know, my main goal is to kind of try to avoid some of the, the rookie pitfalls. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that I'm going to go out there and win races right off the bat, but, you know, try to just put myself in a good position and, and do what I know I can do. I know I'll be fit and healthy and um, and ready to go come A1 and just try to try to put myself in, in the right position and stay healthy all season and really – yeah, show what I can do on the 450. I know that uh, you're a fan of all sorts of racing, and I know that you watched High Point. How cool was that Marvin and Eli battle in the second moto near the end there? That was awesome. It was good. Um, man, I was quite impressed with Marv all day, actually. He, mm-hmm. You know, that, that, like, what I would say, like, plucky, techie riding kind of favors Marv. He's um, more not really, like, a strength rider. He's more of a finesse rider, obviously, and he was just really good all day. Uh in the second moto, you know, when he was behind Barsha for four or five laps and Eli was getting away, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be boring. And then the more and more and more they rode, the the closer he got. And, it, yeah, it was pretty impressive to see them battle like that. And even Marvin, the first moto, was, was really, really good. Yeah, it uh, it was cool to see. And, and Eli was on the show on Monday, the Pulp Show, and he was like, you know what? I knew there was a couple spots that were, were primed for passing, and I protected those. And he goes, and other than that, you know, I kind of just took the inside lines or where I knew he was going to go. You know, you you got to think yeah. to yourself about like this. It's inter- The game within the game to me is always interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. I actually, um, the the lap before the white flag lap, um, Marv went um, at the tunnel jump. He went uh, inside roll double or, or well, I don't really remember the sequence, but yeah, yep. um, he got really close, like yep. almost close enough to make a pass. And then down the hill, he almost did make the pass. And then, um, on the, the white flag lap, Eli just went inside and yeah, no yep. big deal. It yeah, wasn't yeah. even a, a question, which was, you know, super smart racing on his part. And, yeah. and that's, you know, he's a champion. And there's a reason for it. Yeah. I love that. Two guys pushing each other to the limit. They dropped Roxon. You know, over a minute behind, and they just lowered their lap times, pushing it. It was cool. Yeah, it was. That was racing at a high level, and in yeah, it, at its finest, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, your quasi teammate Ryan Sipes is lining up at Muddy Creek, a place, by the way, that uh, I'm sure you're 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 sad you can't race at. You know this place very well. But uh, Ryan Sipes is lining up on a 125. Do you have any tips yeah. for him? <laughs> Dude, I don't know if if it's muddy, it's going to be a struggle. I mean. Um, I know how fast the 250, 250 race bikes are, and mm-hmm. whew, it's going to be tough. I, I hope he can get in and you know do some damage, but uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. Any chance you get on a two-stroke and see what you got at one of these races somewhere down the line? Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> um, Husky makes an awesome two-stroke, both 250 and, and 125. They're still like, yeah. you know, avidly developing them, and, and the bike's really good. But man, it would be so tough to. Yeah. Just know, know without a doubt when the gate dropped, you were going to get roosted for 45 minutes, like yeah. for sure, 100%. <laughs> I'm surprised they're not more popular in GNCCs and stuff. You know, they seem like they would be better, but still. Yeah, the thumpers one thing are, that blows my yeah. mind is now you can ride the two, 252 stroke in the EMX. Yep. And, like, why wouldn't you? You know, like, there's 
it's such an easy way to to make a race bike uh, for for racing against two fifty Fs. Like to me, that's the ultimate budget cut right there. Is, is <laughs> yeah, go with the two fifty two stroke. Yeah, no, absolutely right. A um, couple things before we wrap up here on the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show, presented by Get and Pro Taper, and uh, of course the folks at Maxis. Zach Osborne, the uh, Husqvarna Worldwide launch has been going on, and uh, I heard you saw some of the new Fly gear, so that'll be exciting. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> How did you hear that? Ah, I got my sources. Wow, that that is crazy. Word travels fast. Yes, it does. It does. Uh, you know, I have a good connection. Somebody who's there. Right. Mm. So, um, yeah, so everything's going well for you in that sense. Uh, obviously, the shoulder rehab and everything else, but it sounds everything else is going well. What about your team getting Filthy Phil uh, Nicoletti on it to fill in? Yeah, I was super pumped for Phil. And I know, like, you know, him and Scuba go way back because they have, uh, they're both from New York. And no, I didn't like know that. Is that how that works? Personalities. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not like why he got the ride or anything. Oh by any means but but it's funny to see them two um together and and uh two new yorkers that mm-hmm. um at one point so, at some time back in the day phil cleaned scuba Phil's on a super mini or something and they were <laughs> oh, battling i didn't know it. this ocean. <laughs> i didn't oh, know it, this. it's awesome <laughs> it's a great story right phil cleaned scuba out at frozen ocean yeah, then Scuba was pissed, and yeah, it's quite the story. Ask ask one of them about it. Yeah, you, what you should probably do is ask each of them about it separately. Yeah, and see how close the story is. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I I like that. <laughs> That's a good article. Thanks for doing half my work for me. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So it's an interesting jump. I mean, Phil, financially wise, this isn't really better for him. It's just a guaranteed ride, and I was really surprised to see it happen uh, on Bobby Hewitt's. Uh, part and on jgr's part and phil's part but uh it's cool yeah. yeah it's awesome i mean i think it's a really good opportunity for phil and um yeah it's probably not not a bad thing for him to have a little bit of a change so i i think he's enjoying the bike and stuff and i think his re- results will um progress throughout the season really do you think it's a big deal to go he he played this off but do you think it's a big deal to go from an aluminum frame bike for a long time to yes. the only bike that has a steel frame Yes, a huge deal. Right. I mean, um, for me, it was kind of like a coming home because I rode the steel frame for so, so long. But um, definitely, if you've never, if you don't have any real experience with it, it's it's a big difference. But one thing about the steel frame is it's really forgiving to a lot of things, mm-hmm. like setting-wise and, and rider-wise. So I can see how it, it wouldn't feel like that big of a deal mm-hmm. because it's it's quite easy to find setting in my opinion that you're quite comfortable with because the bike is yeah it, it's quite easy to ride mm, yeah I th- he, he phil played it off like ah they're all dirt bikes but i'm like that's a big deal in the middle of a season <laughs> of did. yeah in the middle of a season so um all right hey zacko thanks uh thanks for your time good luck with your shoulder rehab and uh, uh really appreciate your insight to this kind of stuff i'm sure our listeners do as well and uh, and thanks man we'll, we'll be in touch thank you no problem. Thanks, Steve. All right, see ya. Uh, Rockstar Energy Husqvarna, Zach Osborne. Uh, thanks, Zacho. That's uh, some good stuff there. Thanks to FlyRacing.com and get Max's Tires. We gave away some Max's Tires. Uh, apologize for the, uh, and of course, Pro Taper as well. Apologize for the stream issues we had today. Not a lot of phone calls. Uh, I blame uh, I blame. T- I blame, I blame Travis. Oh. Well, yeah. Okay, well. Yeah, shots fired. I asked him. He some, said you. Someone's head... Is going to be on a plate for this, and it's not going to be mine. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I think it's going to be yours. I oh, do. I, I actually think it's yours. <laughs> ah, all right, everybody. Well, thanks. That's been another show in the books. We'll be back next week to talk uh, some of the wick. 
We'll do the tire the chess pro giveaway on chess Twitter protector, yep. and tickets and everything else. Thanks to Osborne. Thanks to Jason Thomas. Thanks for you people for listening for the archives. We'll see you next week.